to the paper, the grass is always green. I don't do no labels, I call it how I see it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of a No Label Convo. Here, my boy Nell. Yo. Shouts out to everybody that's been subscribing on YouTube as normal, liking on Instagram, sharing on Instagram. Continue to follow, get those followers up, man. We trying to hit. What we trying to hit before the end of the year. Two K. Three K before the end of the year, <laughs> man. Three K. Let's go for it. Before I get to the sponsor. Where? Shout out to our sponsor. Shout out to Guapcoin. Guapcoin. Cryptocurrency for the culture. You know what I'm saying? Tap in, get some financial literacy, get understand what's going on in this financial space, man. It's a lot moving, so we want to be on top of it before anything. Uh, today, we got a guest, very well-rounded individual. <laughs> he's He's got his hand in a little bit of everything, and if it's moving, I'm sure this man is close by. I mean, you've heard of Ball for a Cause, you know what I mean? Buffalo Festival, Queen City Classic, yep. you know what I'm saying? He's in real estate, philanthropy, all that. You know what I mean? So it'd be good to pick his brain a little bit, see what he got cooking. What's good, Lindsey? What's going on? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? Appreciate you pulling up, bro. No problem. Yeah, no problem. Yes, sir. How you feeling today? Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good, man. It's, you know, we um two weeks outside of the Bowfield Music and Irish Festival. Um, so that's coming up at the end of the month. Um, but I mean, just feeling good, you know, just, just the grind time right now. Guerrilla promo, guerrilla marketing. <laughs> word, word. Yeah, yeah, you on your press run. I, I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, grind yeah. is different. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely different. It's always like that two, three weeks outside. Um, but it's been consistent throughout, you know, since we dropped to, to save the date. So, um, but it's been good to just, you know, always come out, just talk to, to different media outlets and so forth like that. But it's always, it was a great time. Facts, facts. Yeah. Where so... Right, I want to tap into kind of like about you. Like, how, how'd you get your, your your start? Like, what kind of person were you like in high school? Like, yeah. So, growing up, I grew up in a, in a unique setting. So, I grew up uh, predominantly like in a, in a suburban setting. I went to Chittawaga Central, um, but then you know, I also grew up in in, in a city setting. So, um, I always said like I had like the best of both worlds. You know, what I'm saying I was able to um, be able to maneuver and see how the suburban lifestyle really was. Um, and being like, at that time, you know, when I was growing up, it was like one of like few, you know what I'm saying? Like now it's like a multitude of us out in the, out in the suburban schools, but like I was one of few like in the neighborhood that I lived in, like I was the only like black family that mm. within, you know, two miles, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, you know, you, you, you had that dynamic. So like growing up, I was able to hear like a lot of different styles of music, like from, you know, obviously, you know, the the the, the hip hop, the R and B and so forth like that, but also tap into, you know, rock and roll and country and so forth like that. So Word. um, you know, like um like it's a Metallica concert and Motley Crue concert going on right now at the Orchard Park. I would love to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because I you know, like not only did I hear it, but like when I was playing sports, like that was what was being played in the speakers. It wasn't like, nah, I'm, I'd be low-key jealous of like, athletes. not like, y'all just listen to so much stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't get to live, we ain't get to listen to that. So, um, and you was a three-sport athlete, right? Yeah, so like growing up, like, so growing up, I just was like, just straight athlete, you know what I'm saying? So like, from the time I was a kid, up until um, throughout early college, I was just, just straight athlete. So I played, um, football was like my sport, basketball, baseball, um, and then um, got into track. So, um, but then like, just naturally, just like once again in that suburban setting, like I know how to play everything. 
You know what I'm saying? So like, I knew how to golf. I knew how to play hockey. I knew how to skate. I knew how to play, you know, volleyball. I know how to play like everything. Cause like at that time, like kids don't be outside no more. You know what I'm saying? So like we was outside all the time. So like when you're outside all the time and you're outside in these different centers, like, like you're playing everything. <laughs> like, so I'm learning, like I'm learning, but I'm playing at the same time. Like, I don't know nothing about hockey. I, that like just naturally just never grew up, you know, but I'm like, I know how to roller skate. I know how to put on a goalie pad. I know how to, you know, stop a goal. I know how to, you know, hit a hit a hit a hit a certain uh, hit a certain shot. I know how to play soccer. I know how to hit a golf ball. You know what I'm saying? So like, I go out there and compete at that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, just in that run where like it made me roll round and just being an athlete in in in, in sports. So, um, you know, just throughout all high school, like that's pretty much what it was. Um, so obviously, you know, in high school, like if you're an athlete, like you pretty, you know, everybody pretty much know who the athletes are and so forth like that. Thanks. So, um, so that's what it really was like growing up, like coming through like. You know, elementary school, high school was just athletics, you know, just, you know, kind of just, you know, not being in the end crowd, but just like not purposely, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. it was just, just a doing you. genuine and authentic thing. Yeah. yeah. So one one thing I, uh, I noticed like in our community is like a lot of us tie our identity to like sports mm-hmm. and like athletics and stuff like that. I, I know I did it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I remember when I, once I graduated, I was like, damn, like, who am I without or without necessarily playing this sport for an institution or whoever? Like, was it hard for you to shift your gears from sports all the time once you graduated? Yeah, so, like, once I graduated, um, I dabbled in, in, in the college football for a little bit above state. Um, and that's where I kind of, like, drifted off from it because um, originally I was supposed to go to um, – I was looking to go to Morgan State. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, like, my, my thing was, like, always, like, to go away for school. And is, that a, is that a HBCU? HBCU, yeah. So I was always to go away for school. Is like, And I always wanted to go to HBCU. Mm-hmm. So like I was like just talking to a lot of you know coaches and then just like send a lot of things out you know just applying that because like not only was it in athletics like I was also good in school right. you know, academically so um, like I had like a you know applied stuff like that to like Clark Atlanta North Carolina A&T uh, Howard Morgan State Norfolk State um, those like the schools I like wanted wanted to go to mm-hmm. um, and I actually went like on like a um, unofficial recruiting trip to Morgan State, and also I had one set up for um, Norfolk State, and I went to Mor- uh, Morgan State, and it was that's it was that was a great time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was a great time, and um, like what sold me was like so much. How was so much fun? I remember like one of the football players that was part of the team was like, "Yo, like, man, you might as well not even go down there to Norfolk State." You know, like the boys' country, like everybody from up here is like, you know, we from like Baltimore, D.C., New York City, Philly, stuff like that. Everybody from down there, from down south, like you're going to fit more in up here. And I kind of yeah, like yeah. extra soda with all the other extracurriculars that was going on. So um, we were just supposed to go to Buff State. I'm mean, going to go to Morgan State. Um, so then I got I almost got to tell the story, but it was like, I kind of got to tell the story so it makes sense how I ended up at Buff State. Go for it. So... <laughs> Leading up to going to Morgan State, um, obviously I like had some calls coming to the house. Like, like early on, like I had like a cousin who actually played for Morgan State, mm-hmm. um, and he was like he was like a senior. He was like a senior as I was like coming into high school. He was a se- he was like he was like he was already playing for Morgan State as I was coming into high coming into high school. Um, so he was like on top of me like when I was in like you know middle school early high school like with playing and stuff like that he's like and then like he's so when he got when he became a senior graduated i was coming in he's like yo i got this cousin that's up top and there was a couple more um guys from up here that actually was getting looked at from from morgan so leading up to that you know we get in the calls you know 
you know, be on the phone with somebody, be on the phone with a coach, and the next you know, be like, hey, coach, how you doing? He's like, hold on one second. And then be, you know, cheerleader, you know, the head cheerleader on the phone, like, hey, how you doing? We can't wait to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> oh, um, so what sport is this for? This is for football. Football. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I go down there. We, so it was like, it was like a third, it was like a Friday. So that me come down on the weekend. It was like, it was like March was like a late recruit because it was like a lot of a couple of guys that did it. So we get down there and we pull right up on campus, right at the bridge. If anybody went to Morgan State, you know what the bridge is, right? We pull right up to the bridge and I'm with my parents. My parents, I'm with my two, my two of my sisters and just everybody outside on the bridge. Just everybody. Like, I don't like, if I don't know if anybody like remember like Bengal Paws um, at Buff State, it was like that times like 10. It was like Bengal Paws, mm. but being outside. Mm. Right, so to my parents and my dad, it's looking like ain't nobody in school, right? <laughs> ain't nobody in school. Well, I'm looking like yo, boy, and I know like they watching. See, I'm looking like, you know, at that time, like you know, this was before the BBL and stuff like that, man. You seen it, right? So I'm like, golly, you know what I'm saying? So I get, we get out the car, we walking through campus. Like literally, as I'm walking through campus, like people walking, I'm like, I keep, I got some shit in my, like as I'm like walking through campus, like. People are like literally walking up, like, hey, what's going on, Lindsay? Like, I don't know who these people are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know who they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on, Lindsay? We heard a lot about you, like from Greek fraternities, for just regular people, whatever have you. So I'm like, oh, sh-. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a warm welcome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we go through like the whole like campus tour, go meet with like the wide receiver and the DB coach, um, meet with them or whatever have you. And then like we like spend to the, um, to like the gym area, like where like the basketball gym is at, and like my cousin, who was a part, of, my cousin would play for the team. He was now become like a, like a grad assistant. He was like, "Yeah, we got him from here." Mm-hmm. And like as he's saying that, so my parents went off. They went about they went about their day rest rest of the time. And I noticed that the cheerleaders was practicing in there. But, oh, okay, I see what they doing. Mm-hmm. So we end up linking with the cheerleaders. I didn't like mean like you know whatever. So the next day, like, I don't go back with my parents. I'm just with, mm-hmm. with the fellas, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and whatever. So I go back in the hotel room. Like, I go back to my parents' hotel room. My dad ironing his shirt. So I was the visitor. I'm like, yeah, man, that was great, man. I can't wait to come down here. Man. Let's go. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I don't think this is the I don't know about that. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm crushed. I'm like, what? I'm like, I already told Norfolk State I wasn't coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, Weird. oh, hell no. So I'm crushed. I'm sitting in the hotel room quiet. So now, being that I told Norfolk State, like, nah, never mind. So my grandfather at the time when he was like, he was living in New York City. So we just like, we like just, New York City's only like two and a half hours away from, from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So we drive up there. So I'm like, so I'm just quiet the rest of the trip. Just like sad. Just like, it's Friday, so I ended up linking my parents like midday Saturday. <clears throat> we ended up like leave, we ended up like leaving like going to New York City like Sunday morning. I ain't talked the rest of the trip. I ain't talk, I ain't saying nothing the rest of the trip. I'm just quiet. I'm like, man, what the hell what just happened? I'm like, he just crushed me. I was ready to come. Oh, so down. what was his reasoning for saying that it, this wasn't the place for it? <laughs> so his reason was like, like <laughs> he's like, man, like a lot of conversation, like, man, we pulled up. Ain't nobody in class. Look like, like, basically, like, you get down here, you're gonna be out of here. There's too many distractions. Yeah, it's too many. You're gonna be out of here in a a semester. I'm like, what? So I'm like, all right. So the crazy part is, I'm gonna spin back to that. So, like, all right, like, all right, well, let me go holler at Buff State. 
you know, and, you know, see, what, see what's up with that. I'm going to do Buff State for, like, a semester, a year. Prove them I can do this thing. But I told my parents, I'm like, yo, like, if I do Buff State, if I stay, if I stay home, right, I'm not staying at home. I'm staying on campus. I want the real life college experience. Naturally. So I'm showing them that I can, that I can do this, right? So we work all that out, and I'm going to end up go, end up going above state. So like fast forward, like one of the guys that 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 played with me in high school, Eddie, um, before Eddie Green, uh, he he ended up going to Morgan State. Like he was one of the other guys that was recruiting. It's like two of the dudes from um, from um, it was two of the guys from Cleve Hill. That got recruited to go to Morgan State as well too. One of the guys, one of the guys ended up coming to Buff State as well with me. And we were supposed to be like roommates. Long story short, Eddie Green dropped out in the first semester. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then I think the other dude from Cleve, I think he ended up finishing out. I don't know if he did all four, but yeah. it was like my boy like ended up like dropping out, you know what I'm saying, in the first semester. So like, I'm like, all right. So yeah, so that that's 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 how it like so like. You know, kind of get back to like what kind of like the transition. So like when I went to Buff State, it was like at the time like Buff State wasn't doing nothing, like wasn't winning nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, like our locker room was a cage. You know what I'm saying? Like it's legit, like it's a cage. It's probably no bigger than this, this this studio right here. Like legit, like a cage was outside the locker room. Like we was inside of a cage. Like we didn't condition. Like it wasn't like no real push. I'm like yo, like where I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like my yeah. high school facility was better than this. And then, like, you know, I'm just like, I ain't feeling this. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, but I was, like, active on campus. Like, I was active in, you know, uh, with the student organization. I was just, like, active. Like, you know, being, like, one of the, like, going above state at that time was, like, you have so much of a New York City population and out of, st- out of city population on campus that, yeah. like, oh, like, and they try to, like, downplay, like, Buffalo. So, like, you had this dude from the, from, from the town who was like, yo, like, this motherfucker cool as hell. Can I cut mm-hmm. this yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. This, uh, I mean, used to cut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 he cool as hell. Um, so, like, I just got educated in the on campus at Buff State right out the gate. So, being with that and then with football, just is like, this ain't really hitting. Gotcha. That's kind of what happened. What position did you play? At college DB. And height and throughout, like, playing, like, man, I played a little bit of everything. Like, my last, my varsity years was slot and, and DB. Um, also, like, you know, special teams and stuff like that. Um, then, like, growing up, man, running back, DB, free safety, quarterback, stuff like that. Got you, got you. Where, yeah. So, and now now that you're, you are, like, a football coach, like, how long have you been in that? And, like, yeah. is that something you always wanted to do? Yeah, so, like, right after I got, <clears throat> right after I got done, um, like, just basically just, like, playing, per se, um, I got into coaching pretty early. Like, I got into coaching in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got into coaching like just my love for the game, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I actually started my own like I just didn't even go to the coaching. I started like my own like little league football organization. It was right. called the New York Warriors. So I just like went head first, crazy shit. Wow. Um, head first. <laughs> <laughs> like <clears throat> 22 years old, <clears throat> started my own youth football organization, Pop Warner football organization. I had about like 125, 150 kids out there in Amherst, you know, at Winterman Elementary School, and just. Got right into coaching right out the gate, you know, just you know, right, right to it. And yeah. then um did Little League football for three years. And then I got into uh high school football at Burger High School. Um, so I did that for a year. And then while I was actually at Burger, one of my former teammates from Chitawaga came up to the field, was like, yo, 
Mr. Hicks, who was our OAD, is like, like he, he, he looking for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he looking for a coach for, 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 for basketball. Because I was like, so what I did with my youth football is like, I created a year-round program. Mm-hmm. So I went from football to basketball, and then we had like off-season stuff like with track and like do swimming stuff like that for the kids. Because like the philosophy behind us called Sports Academy was that it's like growing up, like when we was going from football to basketball to track or baseball, whatever it was, like we didn't see our coach until like the next year, right? Mm-hmm. So the philosophy behind our Sports Academy was like, yes, yeah, it's its own entity, but it's still a part of like my little football teams that like we keep our kids together and we're doing all these different activities, exposing them to different things throughout keep the year. Keep them involved year round, yeah, so they can't get into year the round. So, um, so that so like from Lulu football, then we ended up getting to AAU basketball, right? So like mm-hmm. I was coaching AAU basketball, and um, so that's what I had Marcus coming like yo they looking. So then I went to Chittawaga, coached modified basketball um, for two years at Chittawaga, and like and in two years we lost one game, um, and at the same time uh, was was doing modified football. So mm-hmm. I was at Chittawaga for. Two years out, and within that two years, two three years, um, we brought the school's first section to the championship um, for varsity, um, and then I, was, I had the pleasure of going to uh, um, got invited by one of my um, boys at the time. He was like, "Yo, I'm about to take this job at, at Park School, at, at Park School." So I was like, "Would you be willing to join?" I'm like, "Okay, that's an elevation a little bit, you know." Right. Park School at the time, like you know, at that time at the park we had Jordan Noah, Hunter, and all those oh, guys. Okay, you know? So okay, we had yeah, we had yeah. a division once every the lineup was. The shortest guy in the lineup was 6'4". You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the lineup went D1, yeah. D2. Yeah. Obviously, Jordan, obviously, Jordan went, you know, mm-hmm. he's the NBA champion right now. Okay. Um, we had Noah. We had Daniel. We had Kyle. Kyle. We had too. Kyle. We had Hunter. We had, um, what's my boy name? Uh, start with an S. Start with an S. Start with an S. Two. Yeah, Park started going crazy. He banged, yeah, like he banged on them. Oh, Park his, used his, to his, suck when we was in school. Yeah, but not like they started yeah, going. They just crazy. turned up. Yeah, yeah they like, turned 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 up crazy. Yeah. So, so I'm like, okay. So I went there, was there. With, um, I was like, his assistant coach on JV, assistant coach on, on varsity for for basketball, and then he went up to just varsity. So I'm taking over the JV job, but like I wasn't doing football at that time. So mm. um, I'm like, I need to get back to football. Um, so. Joe Licata, who is um, he was a football legend in the South from Western New York, uh, we ended up connecting. Okay. Um, and I've been in so the last three years, three years I was with him, coaching on the defensive side at time, and we got a championship there. He and coaching then, there now? Is he still there? Nah. So so this is how I get getting a JFK job. So from JFK job, um, Joe ended up taking a, a job at UB as a coach. At UB, he was the oh, quarterbacks wow. coach, offensive uh, analyst. So he's taking that job. So like basically like not the band was breaking up, but the band was like breaking up a little bit. Yeah. So like at that time, like so now at this t- at this run, I'm like, I'm coaching for like seven years straight going from like football to basketball. I'm, you know, coaching football and then going right to JV basketball head coach at, at, at Wilson. I'm like, man, I need a little bit of a break a little bit, right? Uh, but then a call came like, yo, JFK called and a coach. Um, uh, he asked about you. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And they, it was literally three weeks before the season. Wow. Like three weeks before the season started. Um, right out the mud with it. Um, so, yeah, that's, so that's how I get in. So now I'm the heck. This, my, this week, my second year starting next week, Saturday. Word, that's yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah man, that's, that, that definitely takes a lot to definitely, like, balance, balance those things and just, like, shit, doing it that, doing it that quick. Like, you got you to gotta really be in that mindset. You got to be ready. Because you mentoring all these kids, like they looking to you. 
Yeah, like so, so it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a unique situation because so like, I'm a big person for like writing things down. So like with the JFK, like, I put it like this, is that any opportunity I take, I like to build it up from the ground up. So like I never want to hop in nothing where it's already like up there. You mm-hmm. know, so I like to take it from the ground up and building it and, and re-envision it, rebrand it, remarketing it. So like as you said, like before we got on, it was like I never heard of JFK. That's great. I like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Because, you know, but... Me growing up in, in, in Chituag, going to Chituag Central, it was like that was like one of our rivals. And mm-hmm. they was like, these like that Cody Elliott, they had a couple of the couple of the boys that was like, all right, and them boys was tough. Um, but then like kind of like after like those guys graduated, it kind of like teetered off a little bit. And like the focus wasn't on athletics, where the focus on the athletics from like now in the reverse with Chituaga was like that 2000 to 2006 class was like the we was like the first generation of like the athletics that you do all the century, right? Okay. Like, like we was just like, like we was like, okay, we breaking in the door for, you know, at, the, you know, at that time, like we never been, like the school never been to, been to the section, never been to the Ralph, you know what I'm saying? Like we haven't winning seasons, like from like modified to, to undefeated season at JV to, you know, making it to the section, but not making it to the Ralph. So like we breaking that door right then and there. So now Chidu Walker's seen it. So now after we leave, now they go into the sectionals. They make almost make it like on the, when I coached at Chidu Walker, like we made it to the final four. Now they got the brand new turf. They got six different, seven different jerseys. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, and then even like the same thing with Cleve Hill, same way. Like they had a run where they had great athletics with football and so forth like that. So in the same thing with Maryville, whereas like JFK went on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like kind of teetered downward. The Pew, Chidu, all the other Chidu schools went up. So, um, so they said the program, but just wasn't the investment wasn't there. Gotcha. But when I was, you know, first at a coach, I was like, I knew where I wanted to be, get to, and I like I wrote down like these certain schools call, or these opportunities come up, I'm taking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and crazy enough, JFK was on that list. Nice. Um, what were the other schools on that list? So this was I wrote this down probably like ten years ago. Um, JFK was on that list. Um, Hutch Tech was on that list. Um, Engineers. They needed that. They needed yeah. that. JFK was on that list. Hush Tech was on that list. Um, I would have did McKinley. Um, trying to think who else was on. I'm trying to think off the top who else was on that list. Um, Maryville was on the list because that was that was bad blood. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that was like the it was like four schools. There it was like Hush Tech, McKinley. JFK, and also there's like a few little schools here and there on the outskirts. It might have been like whatever, but like I remember vividly JFK because I remember going back to my notes and seeing that. Um, I even I even had the I even if I could find it, I even have an email like this is like 2012. I actually reached out to the AD at the time like, hey, if you have any open positions, like let me know, and I sent my resume. At that time, she didn't. Um, so it's crazy, like it's all yeah. full circle. So like. Just in that, in that standpoint, like, and I, and I couldn't really turn it down because of the historic value of that right there and yeah. what, it, what it can do for others. Like, I don't think people really understand the dynamic in, like, high school sports here in, in Western New York. Like, in the football side, um, one of two black and minority head coaches in the suburban schools. Yeah. And from, that's from... You probably can go all the way down the, the PA line, all the way up to Rochester. It's yeah. only two of us. That's crazy. You know, um, overall, from the PA line to, to go up to Rochester, 
think it's like five. And that's including Mary Time, Bennett, McKinley, now Hutch Tech, me, Glenn. So it's like six. That's between, between, between yeah. the PA line and, and, and there. And if I miss anybody, that's crazy. I, no, yeah, that, that, that's, just, that's just crazy because yeah. it's like most people know about the issue of racism, but Western New York has a particular like type of <laughs> yeah. racism and how they, how they box people out. It, man, that's that's definitely I'm, I'm proud to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's super dope. So it's like so it's just the it's just that opportunity to like to be able to break in that break in that door and be in that be in that scenario like now building something from like literally from nothing and be able to take it up. Now you can't you know what I'm saying like everything from here on is gonna be historical. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that door like and now I'm in a position where I can put others like myself in a position to be a coach and then now build with us or eventually like yo if there's an opportunity that comes up. That you can then become a head coach somewhere else, do that yeah. because like it needs to be more of us in these in, in these settings. That's yeah. a fact. And one thing like where Buffalo, we, where we mess up at as like as a school system or as a district, you have to like be able to teach. You have to teach them they're at the school in order to be a coach at the school. Yeah, and yeah. They, and they give seniority to like gym teachers. That, that's what the team. thing is. It's, it's, that's at every school. It's like every school has like that simple like. But the uh, suburban and the private schools have a little bit more flexibility with how they go about and doing it, right? Uh, so every school has to, ha, every school district does that same thing. Like they put it out to their teachers, part of their teacher contracts. They put it out there so the teachers have first dibs at it, right? But they have a little bit of flexibility of how they go about. Like with BPS, is like if a teacher said they want to do it, and that teacher don't know nothing about nothing, he could take the job because he's a teacher. Where yeah, I know, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. So like, so like with the suburban schools, like. A teacher can ask for it, but they still will interview him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to see if that's the right fit, and then, you know, whatever. If, so if it's a non-teacher and a non-teacher is both equal, then they got to give it to the, give it teacher, to the, yeah. give it to the teacher. But if, like, that teacher ain't panning out, but you got this strong candidate that's on the outside. You got to take If the AD really bang with you, he going he gonna to make sure it happens, gotcha. you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's something. That's something they definitely need to adjust with BPS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro, they they close. make a hedge with like 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 Mike over at Hush Tech, man, phenomenal. You know, and like his, his he he put he put in them dudes to to be in that position. And I think you know, um, man, you gonna y'all gonna see like Tech being in that competitive situation. You know, you gonna see like like that's an ideal situation for 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 kids. Like you having a historically educated uh, system at, at Hush Tech. Why would you, why would a kid not want they why would a parent not want their kid to go to tech? You know nice. what I'm saying? Um, and then now everything is there. Now you just gotta have the right people in place. And then I think you got the right person in place with Mike over there. Um, and I think you got the right, you know, I believe they had the right people, you know, or were gonna have the right people in place at, at the basketball. So like when I was in high school, tech was a dominant force in football yeah. and basketball. It was nice. Yeah. So they had a run, they had a run from like, I think it was like 2000 to like 2006. They had a run of just Straight athletics, you know, mm-hmm. between Rodney Pierce and, and Muhammad and all of them and Sammy. Yeah, forgot about Rodney yeah, Pierce. Yeah, so, like, they had a run of, like, athletics. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's dope. So, I know you, you spoke on, like, liking to start things from, from the ground up. Yo, we here, bro. <laughs> we here. You said starting things from the ground up. So, like, what got you making, like, the – what made you want to start, like, the ball for a cause – and like Quincy Classic and stuff like that. Yeah, so with that, with Balling for Cause, it actually came off of me doing parties. So like that was part of the part of the, the, the college, right? So at Buff State. So I got right into my freshman year, um, very integrated in campus. I was part of ASO, CSO, 
um, all the different like clubs, studio union. I was part of the studio union board, which uh, oversee the fall fest and the spring fest. Mm-hmm. So right out the gate, I was involved on campus, right? Yeah. And and you have to be like, if you want to be involved in like anything, fire was like college wise. You got to be involved in the, in the organizations on campus. You got to be involved. That's, in the that's one thing I wish I knew going into it. Like I didn't. Yeah. The one reason why I finished college was because of the student orgs. Like yeah, that's the only thing that really kept me like, oh, I'm. Learning. You got to be involved. You got to be involved in it. You got to be involved in the student. If you're not involved in the organizations, you're not having a, a real college experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so at that time, like, like, how old are y'all? 29. 26. 26. So y'all missed the golden era of just party, right? So. I think I had some. We were on the edge. We was on the edge. No, no, no. Y'all ain't catch the golden era. Y'all, y'all got, y'all got, y'all got like remnants of it. Like y'all got like, eh. Would you, you 33? 34. 34. So what, what makes it the golden era? So the golden the era, era, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, like this is, this is a podcast in itself. The golden era of, of party promotion. It wasn't just Buffalo. It was the landscape of just nightlife party promotion. Mm-hmm. And like this could legit, like if somebody was to like document and like sit like every promoter down who was like just, just from Buffalo, like you can legit make a, a dope ass Netflix documentary and people would sit in and tune into that shit. Like the intricate parts, like how that shit, like so put it like this. So I came in 06, so I f- fall, like fall 06. That's like my first semester of, <coughs> of college promotion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a little bit prior to that, I would say like the golden era Started like fall 05, spring 06. Fall 05, spring 06. That's when it really like started. Um, and I would say that is because I'm gonna almost tell you when it started. There was a there was a spring fest concert at, at Buff State that featured Buster Rhymes, uh, Remy Ma, and I want to say. Who was, was Fat Joe? No, Fat Joe wasn't on. I think it was, it was Buster. 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 Buster and Remy at Buff State, they're gonna go insane. Yo, listen, so so <laughs> so like, but but I I wanna say I wanna say I wanna say Remy was on was on that bill, but I wasn't I there was, that was like I was about to graduate like a month later. So I'm going to the concert. When I tell you Buster killed it. Like by far the best concert I've been to ever. And I've seen everybody. Everybody. Um Killed it. Energy, nonstop moving, everybody moving, dancing, hours straight. Hit upon, hit upon, hit upon, hit. This is in 2006. He still got another catalog after 2006. Yeah, hit mm-hmm. upon, hit upon, hit upon, hit. DJ Neff was actually was, was, was DJing. He had the after party to that. Come on. And it was, it, was a, it was a place called The Pier. The Pier is out where the Outer Harbor is at. Mm-hmm. Club, everybody going out there. Crazy. Like, y'all didn't never seen The Pier. Nah. The Pier was crazy. So... Uh, Buster kills it. So we come in, fall 06. Now, we come on campus, right out the gate. First night we move in is Friday night party, Saturday night party, Sunday night party. And we had themes to the party. Mixy Mondays, Tipsy Tuesdays, Wet Wednesdays, Thirsty Thursdays, Freaky Friday, Saucy Saturday, Sleeping Sundays. Come on. <laughs> Wet Wednesdays. Okay, golden so, era. Okay. So, but but, but, it was, but it, was, it was a different way of how you party each and every day. 
Mm-hmm. So like Mixy Mondays was more or less like like how we kind of like kicking in here. We maybe in our dorm room. We maybe having some drinks. Buy a couple people over to the dorm room. That's like your Mixy Mondays, <laughs> right? Your tipsy your, your tipsy Tuesdays slash two dollar Tuesdays was like it maybe a little bit more elevated. Maybe like a campus bar like um like Witch Doctor or Stateside, which is like right behind Buff State on Grand Street. Um, and it was another one by Buff. That was they keep switching. They just kept switching names over the years, but you would go there with two dollars to get in and then two dollar drinks. And that was on Tuesdays. So that was that was like a bar activity. Dude, that's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so like that was on Tuesday. So that was at the bars. But then you also had like the fraternities and stuff. They was doing their things on 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 Reed Street, on Bird Street, and so forth like that. And then Wet Wednesdays uh, was a combination of all of those. So that was like you can a little bit. You almost can go downtown a little bit on Chippewa. You almost can do a little bar. You can chill at the crib and keep it moving. Now Thursday was like the tempo up to the weekend. So Thursday, Thursday Thursdays was like, all right. Ain't nobody going to class on Friday because it's about to be so crazy on Thursday and you'd be back at Stateside and be crazy. So, like, the urban part, the black crowd, Hispanic crowd, I'm just or whatever, mm-hmm. like, we went to the, the, uh, the bar right there behind Buff State with Stateside, which doctor, they switched the name over the years. Uh, and then sometimes you dabble downtown, but Thursday was, like, crazy. Everybody was coming out. Everybody. Even if you couldn't get inside, you was outside. Thanks. You was outside. And so now Fridays and Saturdays was limited to the big parties. Now, y'all big parties now is 200, 300 people, right? That's a huge flop back then. Huge flop. Huge, huge flop. So third, so Friday, Saturday was the big parties. Only big promoters, that was the time ballrooms. That was, if we was doing some at a, at a, at a like we was doing shit at different places, yeah. right? But like, it had to be for spots that could hold at least 800 people. At least 800 people. The Spears, the town ballrooms, the uh, the venues, which was was different names back then. The yeah. Club Infinities, uh, the ball, the other uh, event space ballrooms. Like you wasn't just doing no little shit on Friday and Saturday. That's for the big boys. So <laughs> um, and the real talk. So like at that time, like the ballroom, which was the biggest, uh, the, mo- the like the state, but I was like the guy. We used to call that the shit the garden, mm. right? So like the garden was the ballroom. So at that time you could fit a thousand people in the ballroom. Yeah. You know, so like you can walk in if, if and if you ever seen a party in the ballroom that had like less than 750, it was a flop. Now imagine that now. Like now you don't see parties with 750 people. No, no. no. Like you pack out like these little bars and it's like 250 people, oh this shit was packed. No, like 750 <laughs> people. And then I'm saying 750,000 plus people coming out again the next night. And you're doing it every week. Oh, so yeah. how long did you say the golden era lasted? So the golden era, so the golden, so the so the, the golden era, I would say was from fall two thousand and six mm-hmm. to I say two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve is like a good, like it, it kind of fizzled. It's somewhere into two thousand thirteen, like spring two thousand thirteen. You still had a glimpse of that, but like the people who was a part of like that. 2006 to 2012, they was getting a little older. We was getting to like our mid twenties and stuff yeah. like that. So like we was partying other places. It wasn't now, really like the. Do you party. think it was a gradual fall off or was it like an abrupt stop to like how to party? It was an place? abrupt stop. It was a abrupt stop because <laughs> you had um, venues like decreasing um, their. You had as a number of fact, you had the venues decreasing like their capacities, what they were allowing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, venues kind of like closing a little bit. But then also the age of social media. So the age of social media played right. into, it's a gift and a curse. So it played into uh, not many people coming out because I could see everything that's happening in the party. 
right? I can see if the party's lit just shit. I can see. I go, I'm gonna go to yo. I'm gonna tap on your IG live. I'm gonna tap on your I, your IG story to see how the party looking. I'm, you know, what I'm saying I'm tapping everybody to see how the how's it before I go there. And to go there, you couldn't do that. You had to be there. Oh, there wasn't no IG stories back then. No, no it was, but we had like by like 2012, 2013. You had, yeah. you had IG though. You had, yeah, you had you had IG, IG. so like, early, early, like Facebook IG. was the main one. Facebook, yeah. So, IG. so like so like so like so like you didn't. There was ways that you could figure out who was there because like promoters not taking pictures. Like so like, but in the gold era, you didn't have that. You didn't have you, and we had to temple each party up so crazy. Like you couldn't just say, "Oh, we gonna do a party next week." Nah, 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 nah. Your party at least had to have two to three months you talking about it. And I'm talking about you going. Oh, album rollout. It's a legit. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm being, being real true. Like, it was legit like an album rollout because, like, you had to treat it like an album. The way you put your flyer together. Like, we had to go, like, we had to go through a whole process of how we want the flyer to look. Revisions of the flyer. Who, how we want, the, who, who, we want, who, who we want on the DJ. Is to be intricate? Who you want to have on, who you want to have on the DJ lineup? Have they been to Buffalo soon? He wasn't, and, and we really wasn't. It wasn't a whole lot of luck. So we was bringing in the Nuffs, the DJ Envies, the uh, uh, Funkmaster Flexes, the big names, mm -hmm. the DJ Mads, the Young Childs, you know, the big names. You know what I'm saying? So like how you had to, how you had to intricately play each part, like how you want the ladies to, to pay. Every part about the party was thought about in, in detail. Yeah. And then like if I'm thinking, so say for we in August now, I couldn't say, yo, we're going to do a back to school party next week. No, like I got to, if I'm doing a party right now, I'm thinking about, okay, we're thinking about, uh, Early November, and we're gonna start talking about it in September. Now we get when we talk about it in September. My whole team, we tagging your Facebook. We tagging your Facebook walls like literally copy and pasting. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you get the group text. We tagging your Facebook, so everybody's hitting your wall, hitting your wall. So when you wake up, you just see nothing but the, 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 the algorithm. We was algorithm before this shit. The algorithm yeah. was happening. <laughs> you know, we didn't even know what the fuck we, we just. But there was algorithm. So when you wake up, you see nothing but the party, but the party, but the party on the wall. So you could, and that was at the time at Facebook. Only way you could talk to somebody was really on a on a Facebook stat. Or on a wall. Yeah. Like it was no DM real right. for real at the time. Yeah, it was yeah. the Pope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he So like when you conversate <laughs> with like you conversate with a shorty, like you conversate with her on her wall. Like like pause. Like, yeah, yeah. like, like you conversate with her on her wall. Like you're not really conversating in the DM. So like everything is happening right there. So if you want to talk to somebody, boom, you seen it right there. So now we had a schedule like how you had to go to the schools, right? So like you have to go to the schools like on um on, on Tuesday and Thursdays, you at Buff State during Bangle Pause. On Thursdays, after you leave Bangle Pause, you're going over UB and you at UB for the, for the in a union. On Wednesdays, we're going to be at Canisius. On Mondays, we're going to be, um, depending on what's happening on campus, we may be one of the small schools like ECC or Madai or something like that. And when you go in there, we hit each, like UB had two campuses, right? Mm -hmm. So, or whatever. So we, we start with a dorm, we start from the top down, and we literally go to the top floor. So if it was like a building that had 10, 10 floors, it'll be 10 of us in the elevator. You get off of the 10th, you get off the ninth, and so forth, and you run the whole floor. So you go literally go to the whole floor with every with flyers in your hand, slide them on the doors. If the door is open, you walk in the door and say, yo, I want you to come to my party. And that's how you got to know people. Times are different. Real, real guerrilla marketing. <laughs> yeah. Real so, guerrilla marketing. Though. Yeah, so like you had to, when you went in there, you had to slide on the door, hit it, and like you're running down the hallway because at the same time you're running because you don't want to get caught by an IRA, you don't want to get caught by the student, the studio, uh, the, the campus police because they catch, they catch you, you're a violation. They gonna take your flyers, yep. or they tell you can't come back on campus. So you're going through that. You're running through the campus uh, common areas, and you're putting up posters. You you wrapping poles. You're doing all this different stuff, and you consistently have to do it because now it's it's, it's really because like you have other promoters promoting their shit, and you're trying right. to get the right placement. So you might get a couple little hate where somebody takes down a poster, or they put yours up here, or they put over here. It's like it's constant, it's constant, it's constant, it's constant. It was an all day, every day grind. 
like legitly all day, every day grind. So like it was always something like how you had to plan your party. So like like say for the like, school start for the for the start for the kids, like next week, like you like you like that was like a back to school party, but it was a smaller version, made it been like at steel drums or at a small like a smaller spot, drum. right? But then the back to school party was at the ballroom. So that's the big ticket today. So like at that time, doing there, uh, it was class entertainment and real talk entertainment, they were like rivals. So they were the ones who were battling for the first and the last part. That's the biggest money days, the first and last. So where Crown came in, that was that was my crew, like and came and shook shit up. Let's let's keep that <laughs> shit. Let's keep that shit up. <laughs> came and shook shit up crazy. Um I never liked to do the first and the last. I like to catch them in between. So like I used to like catch them like the third week of September. Third week of September is you getting that 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 tax refund check. Hey, right? come on. Um, and then catch and then and then catch you like that second week in November, right before you go back to school for things for Thanksgiving. And that usually was like uh, some type of like like what is it? Uh, not veterans. It's Veterans Day. It's like Veterans Day weekend or something like that. So that's the two weeks we used to like to catch mm-hmm. them like right there. Then coming out of spring, we used to like, used to like to catch them like that. Every now and then we'd try to catch them maybe that first week in February, but my birthday was in February, so I always like to catch them like Valentine's Day weekend was huge, and then my birthday, and then catch them again the first week in May. So it was like ways you had to catch people in which way, because you had to figure out like who gonna be in school here, who gonna be in school there, and stuff like that. So like it was it was it was intense it was it was intense on that because like how you had to do it, how we was partying, everybody was out, you was not missing shit, you was <laughs> right. not missing, you wasn't you wasn't missing like. Like now you can, I'm cool. I ain't going out for like two, three weeks. You're not missing two, three weeks in the golden area. You missing two, three weeks. You just laming out. Like you just, you just, it just, it's just not happening. You I missing to be on that. Nah, I ain't going out for much. Like, <laughs> like, like you missing, you missing so much. Like you missing on, not for not you missing on shorties. You missing on a lot. Everything. You got to think about it. In college, like you have nothing to do but go to school and party. At that point, you have no real responsibility. Right, your lifestyle is literally 24 hours. Like you go up, you go to class, you messing around on campus at two, three o'clock in the morning, you go back to sleep. Uh, the most unhealthy lifestyle, you may sleep for a couple hours and you back <laughs> up and doing it again. You're never sleeping. That's a fact. So like a week is really like a month in college. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's crazy because you probably in school with 12 weeks. So like a week is like a month in college, like how much you round people that you normally not around. Mm-hmm. So like you're literally partying all the, we was literally partying all the time. And not, not, that's not just here in, Buffalo, we was caravanning out to U of R. RIT had their parties in January and so forth like that. Binghamton, they had 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 the gym at, at the end of at the end of spring semester. Syracuse had their parties. U U of Albany had their parties. Then in the summertime, uh, you had the, you had the Albany picnic, the uh, the Buff picnic. That was just like, and we cared so like you going up like now we cooking up with the U B boys, you cooking up with the you know we literally ten cars going out at night. We going to RIT, Buffalo in the building. Boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Now you partying up there. Now you party. Now we now we gonna and we coming right the fuck back. You know what I'm saying? We partying and coming right the hell back. Yeah. Like we, I remember we went to the uh, they used to call it the jam. Was it the jam fest? It's the last party. It's the last Friday of Binghamton's uh, semester, and that shit go crazy. They had it at it was like I feel like we walked in like this. It, you know the shit looked like we walked in like this fucking tunnel, and. <laughs> I, I, that's one of one of my regrets is not being old enough to yeah. be able to be. Yeah, it looked like we walked in like this, go to the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, we had to like we luckily look, look, look like we walked in like this tunnel and literally like this party so amped up like you had people who didn't really even go to Binghamton but they went to Sy- Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. We obviously we was there. 
Albany, New York City, all coming to Binghamton, partying. We get done, like, now we print it to 4 o'clock in the morning. And you're not done at 4. You're still mangling and shit like that. I remember my boy drove back. We drove back. They had to be somewhere. We got back in, like, no lie, like, two hours. This is Binghamton. Like, he flying. Like, and I was just, like, there. So, like, you have that. And then, like, that's just, like, Buffalo. Yeah. Like, now you're going to, like, now, remember the Morgan, like, I'm still going to Morgan. Like, I'm still going to visit because I make connections out to Morgan. I'm going out to Morgan for their homecomings and going out just sporadically. They shit is a thousand times crazier. You know what I'm saying? Like, we going a thousand, twelve hundred people. We killing them. They looking at them like, you killing them. They got two, three, four thousand motherfuckers coming to their parties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Not. Like, so they, they killing it down there. You got people in Philly. You got people in the city. Like, every city that had a college demographic was just insane. Was insane. Like we in a, like we even did like a spring break trip where like we coordinated where we had students from Buffalo, students from Lincoln University, students from Morgan Howard, Clark Atlanta. We literally took a bus. We took a, we rented a bus and some a lot of people flew. And we as we took we had a bus where they literally picked up kids, picked up students, and we get all the way down to uh, Palm Beach, Florida for BT Spring Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people flew, so we had a, we had a, we had a uh, flight package and you had a bus package. So some people left from Atlanta, some people left from like the Northeast, whoever left from like Buffalo and Morgan was all on the same bus. Lincoln had their own bus, Atlanta had their own bus, and we all went down to Palm Beach, Florida. Some, then a lot of people flew, and we just we, we recorded that with BT Spring. Spring. I got pictures online. We recorded BT Spring. Like everybody was like on the recordings, <laughs> but they was on the beach, and like that's like Rick Ross at first came out, Wale, Jay Holiday. Um, and then we ended up doing an after party and everybody pulled up. So like Rick Ross pulled up, Mary J. Blige pulled up, Wale pulled up, Jay Holiday pulled up, uh, Jay Holiday pulled up, uh, Ray J pulled up, Roxy pulled up, DJ Envy pulled up. Um, That's crazy. Uh, Roxy from 106 in Park? Yeah. This like early yeah, BT. Yeah. Like, I, I remember when you see Spring Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was nuts like that. So like, the golden era was just different. Like it was, right. it was, it was, it was just, it was just different on, on a sense of like, and it wasn't like yo, we just, just niggas is wild, but like it was just like a, it was like a lifestyle. It's so many memories mm-hmm. involved with that, like, and like, and at that time too, like I was trying to get to the show y'all these, show y'all the pictures from that joint. Um, and at that time, like, we was partying. I was able to see a little bit of like how people, how you supposed to party from just being with my. See, older it was, it was, and that was the crazy like. It was legit partying. Nah, like you was dancing. Like, like I'm hot now because his light is in front of me. But like, you was legit partying. Like you was then. Like if you was like how you like how dudes be now like standing on the wall trying to play cool. You wasn't hitting no No action, bro. Like none action. Social media put a fact in that. You was getting yeah, bro. Because the cameras be everywhere. But yo, we yo, we had cameras too. Every yo, it's nah, bro. It wasn't cameras everywhere. Cameras wasn't real time. It wasn't cameras everywhere, bro. Like you, you got a camera as a recorded thing. It's like you ain't the world ain't gonna see it as soon as you done. We got. What you talking, yo, bro? We 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 talking like we. You seen that thing? Well, one thing, real time is in the building with you. She ain't at home, you know what I'm saying? She's in the building with you. You know what I'm saying? Like the joints you trying to holler at or the joints you holler at, it's in there with you. Facts, okay. You know what I'm saying? So like it's no nobody's at home to even watch. So now by the time everybody gets home, everybody at that time we didn't have cell we didn't have cell phones that had cameras to up, that, upload. That, it was we had legit we had legit clear cameras. Say, we had Polaroids, me. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like Polaroids were memory cards. And literally as soon as you as soon as you got home, 
you was uploading that joint. By the time everybody got up, they reliving the party again. So now everything that you just did four hours ago was right there in front of you on on on, on the internet. And like, so you had like, um, there was a couple of like photography groups that like, literally the party over at four o'clock in the morning. We party at four o'clock in the morning. By the time we wake up at eight o'clock, it's online. So everybody's looking at the party again, and they, everybody's waiting to see the pictures from the night before. Yeah. So you waking up at eight, ten o'clock, and then you wake up at twelve. You waking up at twelve, and you looking at the party again just to get ready for the party that's happening. Saturday night. So you're going to get up at, you may get up out your bed at 10, 12, whatever, whatever time you're going to get up. Then you go into the union, you're getting something to eat, you're chilling around, you're laying around, you may stop at the mall. Then you're getting ready for the party again. It's happening because you're going to the party at 10 o'clock. The pregame will stop. You're not going to the party at 1 o'clock. If you get to the party at 11 o'clock, it's over. It's over. It's over for you. So like, like it was happening so crisp. Like people was dancing. Like you, like you had to know how to dance as a dude to even... Holla at something. Like, you had to get a dub. Like, now you get a dub at a spot, people just staring at you like... Bro, facts. You know what I'm saying? You get a dub, you feel yeah, awkward facts. as hell on this spot. Like, yeah. you ever want to dance with Shorty? Like, yo, chill, chill, chill. You doing too much. <laughs> like, bro, like, like, back then, like, you trying to like, I'm about to go over there because ain't yeah. nobody over there, you know what I'm saying, to get my shit on. Yeah, you know what bro. I'm saying? So, like, that's how, like, you... Bro, we was right in the middle to where, like, we were dancing and all that stuff, and then, like, Somewhere in college, that shit just switched to where like it's four people dancing. Snapchat, Snapchat That's became what it was. popping. Everybody, <laughs> you would go to a party, all the lights is off. It feel like it's lights in the party because everybody got their phone yeah. out with the well, well, Social media, but also, also too like what, what really killed it was VIPs. That's mm. another factor too. Mm. VIPs killed the interaction because now I'm now I just want to be in a section. I want to stand on the couch. I want to have my bottles. I really don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm him and stay dumb and whatever happens. Yeah. So like, now nah, you over there, you over there. Now, we don't have to intermingle where, where you, there was no VIPs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's the, like the VIP, we all VIP. The VIP, the VIP was like, okay, like, we're, like, we hanging out over here, like, like the left side of the ballroom. See, that's that's a golden era thing. Like, if you, if you <laughs> ask somebody what the ballroom is, you will know what, what what type of time everybody was on. Like, if you talk about the pit, you know what time the pit is. If you talk about certain spots, you say like, yo, Mo, you remember Mo? Everybody gonna know what time it was at Mo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Northside, everybody gonna know what time it was at Northside. So like, there's certain things like you just say a, a certain word and everybody gonna know what you're talking about. You yeah. know? So like, it was that that's know. that's gone now too because with every with social media, bro, everybody got different interpretations of something. It's, bro, it's everybody just coming from like nobody's nobody's all on the same page. Yeah, like, <laughs> and everybody like going want to go to the hot spot. Like so, like now it's like we kind of like caught on to like I don't know the phrase. Like we caught on to like a different wave of like how to like party. Like you may start at a spot, then you, you we bar hop. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like where versus Black like ball. back then, like yeah, like back then it was like all right, I'm going to the party that was been in my face. You know what I'm saying for the for the last two months. Mm. So I'm going to like 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 so right now, I'm going to venue right. If this if that was if that was a spot back, then I'm going to venue because everybody's talking about this. I'm not gonna go to this bar to go to this bar to go to this bar to go to this bar and then get the venue, mm-hmm. right? And I'm bouncing around five different times. I'm gonna go to the venue. I'm gonna leave out the venue halfway through the party to go to another spot. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody. So like you kind of got this. So like it's a lot of different things. Like but to go there that 06 to 12 was, was, oh, yeah, was insane. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. What. Just from from all of that, just we all experience with party promotions, it's like, and just with the student organizations being able to start setting stuff up. Mm-hmm. I see how you was able to get into like create the the Buffalo Festival, the Buffet Joint. Mm-hmm. So, what when did that idea come about, and like how did how did that joint start? So, so Buffalo actually started um, 
well after I like I got kind of got out of the the party promotion thing. So I stopped like doing party promotions like 2013. Um, I stopped like really like doing party promotions. Like I was like doing more of like after that point I was doing more like curation of events, like things that I just like to do and I'm gonna do it, you know, regardless of the number of people who show up or don't show up. It's just like an idea I want to do, right? right. So um, we in year six now. So nine years ago, I actually thought about the idea. I was like, I want to bring something to to the town that that not really done here, where you have multiple different stages, um, well-known acts um, that can come in here and really just shine, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and create a platform for us. Like something like what you're seeing, like what's happening with the OVO Festival or with uh, the Roots Picnic, where like, you know, if you ever heard of the Roots Picnic, like, a lot of those artists are based out of like Philadelphia, right? like, and they mm-hmm. always want to come back and perform. Regardless if they on top or they not on top, or like OVO, he like he puts on for Canada. So like this thing, like we have so many arising artists, curators, musicians, and so forth coming from Buffalo and Western New York. That like as they continue to ascend, is that they always circle and like I got to be a part of this because this is for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, we're curating that in mind. Started it six years ago, and and now we're here, and it's and it's been a, it's been a great journey. Um, and I was able to learn a lot from uh, the party promotion. I was able to learn a lot from Ballin' for Cause and Queen City Class. Like, you'll be surprised, like, when you're dealing with, like, a festival, you're dealing with a lot of different moving parts and how to get people to move and what gets people to move and so forth. So you're learning from each and every different part of, like, operational side and marketing side and so forth that helps you put this thing, thing together. So, and then also tapping back into my, 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 my growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up in different sets. I was able to connect with other people. It wasn't mm-hmm. just black people. I was able to connect with whites, Hispanics, you know what I'm saying, natives, because I was always around us. I know what music they like to hear and what Fact. gets them to want to come out and what their families like. So, like, that's what I was able to make this, this melting pot and just understanding that Buffalo is this um, very diverse city, but at the same time, very segregated city. Mm-hmm. So, if we can build a bridge through the arts, the, the, the bridge our community, let's do it. This is it right here. So, like, just stand on the pillars of diversity is the biggest thing that we stand on. It's like so, like coming to the event, you're gonna see multitude of different ages, um, ethnic ethnic backgrounds, national, you know, everything mm-hmm. just there because it's all welcoming. It's not like hey, we just hip hop, we just R and B. And for like the first two or three years, like I made sure that I was like in the background per se. Like I don't want people to know out of that. You know, I was black. Yeah. Because then you're gonna label it. You're gonna label it like this. I'm hot as shit. Um, <laughs> I'm about to take this joint. It's all good. Um, like you gonna like you gonna label like take the, your time, take your time. Yeah, you gonna yeah. This is how this this that like got me cooked right now. So you gonna uh, so like you gonna label it? I just know how this how the, how the, how the Buffalo market like you gonna label label it like oh this this some black shit. Yeah. Like now I want you to catch like the vision, and then you gonna know who did it. Cause now that's gonna really that's gonna really fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like. And that's and that you'd be surprised to see people faces like, you behind this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, huh? And it'd be fucked. And it, it, it is great because like, yeah, like we creators too. Like, and really, like we're the creators of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's no knock to nobody else that's 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 involved in this. But like, I don't want you to get stuck on your personal prejudices or whatever have you, and miss the miss the message. Right. So I put the message out in front of me. Where I could have just came out and been like, yo, this is Lindsay doing this festival, and that could have been tied to me. But I'm also thinking about uh, longevity as well, too. Is like, this has a succession plan, that, and that's another thing. But like, at some point, this has to go to somebody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, right now I'm pioneering, but like, this has to go to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So that somebody else can take that 
to the next level. Where so, and you spoke on how the diversity of the the Buffalo Festival, and with and I know you're you're familiar with real estate. So can you can you speak on like what redlining is and like in the sense of real estate and how it happens like in cultures and like music type stuff. Yeah, they both they both the same. <laughs> okay. okay. So like in red line and real estate just just in the lamest thing is that <clears throat> at the time this has been a historical um, systematic thing that's been happening is that financial institutions, banks, lenders will literally go on the map and red line certain neighborhoods and say that they would not finance those neighborhoods. And those neighborhoods would be the neighborhoods that you know suited uh, black families and minority families. So um, when that practice was dealt, um, if you ever um, uh, the Color of Law is a book to really read on, on redlining, and Buffalo is actually mentioned in that. Um, so Buffalo is mentioned several times in, in the Color of Law. Outside of I got this. that on my book list too. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. to get it. It's, it's a great read. So like several different plays and cities, like where you know even from like San Francisco was a part of that, and a lot of different places in Florida and Texas, pretty much throughout the whole, the whole entire country, right? Um, whereas though like you even had standpoints where like. Military people who were serving in, in wars for our country would come back home and they couldn't buy homes mm-hmm. in certain areas, but the people they fought wars could buy homes in certain areas. Whereas though, like people who were working in factories, they were realizing they would not be able to qualify or be able to get financing to buy a home near the factory, right? So say for instance, we had the Chinese Man building, they would have to drive 20, 30 minutes outside of the city to get a, get a house, but then all the other white workers can live right next to the Chinese right? So... Um, there was a lot of different ways how they how they played it. Um, <clears throat> you even had things where like you did have some um, white people who were trying to help, you know, black people. You know, they would basically front for them, like mm-hmm. front to them, like I'm about to buy this, but then really move their black friend in. When that was found out, you know, um, it's a movie on that. Oh, it's the, is, the, is it the banker? I think it's the bank. Is it the banker? I think it's called the banker. It's actually a movie on it, um, and. You know, the white person would get like, sometimes they just get a like slap on the wrist, but sometimes they would get in more trouble. Mm. But the black person would get in deep shit, mm. you know, for, 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 for doing that, right? Um, so you had situations like that, or it went to another like volatile situation where you had, you know, uh, like groups literally coming to the home and throwing firebombs in the house to try to scare them out of the house. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you had stuff like that, right? So like that's a red line that just literally was, they literally went on to a map and literally drew a red line on the map and said we were not financing these areas. But that's literally what red line it was. And you had many of the banking institutions that, that we see today, you know, uh, Wells Fargo, Bank of, Bank of, Bank of America, um, were like two pillars in, 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 into, that, into that red line. Um, and they side, try to like, you know, change their practices, but you know, some of those practices are still in today. Um, now we're talking about like culture standpoint, is 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 not a, a a literal map, but you have situations where, um, you know, there's like you know, well, these certain groups will like if like if I see it and I'm getting more of it now. I'm getting more, like better at the, getting the support now. But like, mm-hmm. if, if the, no bullshit, if I was if I was a different color skin, the type of support I would have been getting out the gate would have been ten times more than what I was getting, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the color of my skin, I had to bust my ass for six years to get this type of support. Coinciding with a lot of civil shit that's happening. 
George Floyd's and mm-hmm. you know a lot of different things, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of injustice that's, that's, that's happened. We're like, now nah, they have to, oh, we have to do something great, you know, for for the black community, and these black and brown community. We've been doing great shit. Yeah, just ain't want to been getting behind it, right? Yeah. Like you know, so uh, so that you you have it in that standpoint, like with grant writing. I hear from grant writers with the um, with the with, with, with the galleries, right? Where mm-hmm. you know how they let certain artists get inside of the galleries, and certain artists can't get inside of the galleries. Right, um, and that and that happens. Right, uh, we actually had a had a sit down talk with um, several prominent black artists from Western New York, and they talked about some of the discrepancies within that. Mm-hmm. Right, um, just access to funding, you know, access to venues, you know. Um, that's one of the biggest issues. Big yeah. So you so you so you, so you so you have a lot of those <clears throat> injustices and so forth like that happening just alone, just within the culture standpoint. So that's it's, it's happening. Yeah. Word. Uh, can you name some of the sponsors, some of the people who stepped up and and supported you with in this this year's seventh annual? Yeah, yeah, we year. have we have a lot of we have a lot of great sponsors um, this year. Um, we have uh, Patron Tequila is, is one of our is one of our bigger sponsors this year. Councilman Mitch Nowakowski, Legislative Howard Johnson, Legislative April Baskin, Senator Tim Kennedy, um, uh, several of the council members Scalin, Farletto, Rivera. Um, Evergreen Health, Bank on Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus um, is one. Um, Burstville Penny Yard, Albright Knox, uh, Community oh. Health Center of Buffalo, uh, Buffalo State uh, Fashion and Textile Department. Uh, trying to make sure I'm not missing anybody. She'll be good. She'll be good. Uh, that's fire. Yeah. So maybe describe describe like the experience or what's going to be going on at this festival this year. Or like the past years for people who haven't been able to attend. Yeah, so you, you it's, it's, it's a lot of different, it's, it's a lot of moving parts, a lot of interaction, a lot of activations that, that are happening. So what you'll see when you come this year, um, and if you haven't been in the past couple years, is that we have three musical stages that's happening. So we have three performer stages that have 25 acts performing throughout the day. Um, so they're all rotating performances um, throughout the day um, that's happening. Um, you have art exhibits and art installations that are happening through um, through. Uh, Rising a prominent uh, local artist from live live paintings to interactive paintings to uh, uh, to to just uh, installations that are that are happening. Um, you also have our vendors village, which has over twenty plus local businesses and entrepreneurs and you know, promoting their business. Um, you have our beer and wine tent. Um, Don't watch TV. True V is doing a um, exhibition with uh, Oxford Pennant. Um, we have a variety of different. Um, photo installations, we have uh, Cozy Up Buffalo. They're doing an igloo tent that's going to have like some furniture inside for you to kick out and chill in, air-conditioned tent. Um, we have the White Bounce House, very Instagrammable shit, uh, the photo booths. Um, we have the Silent Disco tent, which is like our fan favorite. Um, you have some of our other activations, like we have um, uh, Hill Hot Girl, which is, a, which is a meditation and a yoga activity that's going to happen in the, in the front part of the day from 2 to 2, two, two to 3. Uh, 3.30, um, we have curated stages by Sneak Vibin' with Sandra, also Tony Boy um, has a curated stage um, where they be doing like different interviews and special guest performances during the early part of the day. We like to give those to like um, podcasts or, or curated spaces that, you know, um, are hot during that year and kind of just give them that space, you know what I'm saying, to kind of, you know, um, introduce that media role. Um, which y'all, you know, a part of where we have several different media outlets that, you know, as artists coming off stage, as people through through the through the spaces there. We have the Patron Bar. Uh, we have the several different um, 
art that's happening just on the street. Um, you just gotta come. It's, it's, it's a lot, man. Like it's, right. it's, 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 it's a lot that's 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 going on. I'm just trying to make sure I'm hitting every day and make sure anybody missing nothing. But it's, it's a lot of interactives. It's, it's a great day. Um, we at the Buffalo Central Terminal. We on a great lawn space, um, so you're able to you know bring your blankets, uh, you know your lawn chairs as long as they don't have the stenches on it. Kick it out with your family, chill, be on the hill if you want to be on the hill. Um, which people love, the people automatically went right to the hill, which is like looking down. Um, you know, just 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 family friendly. Our vendors is, is, is great. This is just a great family friendly friendly day. Yeah. Now, how do you go about picking and finding the performers or the artists? Yeah. So that's the that's that's the that's the good question. So <clears throat> so we we it's, it's it's integral process that we do. So like a lot of it comes with like scouting. Um, so like you know I, I you know really doing like the fall early winter. I really just look and see, you know, who's bubbling, who's hot, who's brandable, who's marketing, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. And kind of just trying to trying to see, see where the vision wants to go for that year as far as, far as that lineup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, you know, also some of it is off, off a referral. Like, hey, yo, did you ever hear about this artist over here? Did you ever hear about this artist over here? So we have a, quite a bit of that. And then some of it is submission, right? Um, so I will say, like, the, the biggest thing, like, that we look at, like, when we are, trying to select artists is that like how do you brand and market yourself right because this festival is built around regional talent and rising talent so like what we always been <clears throat> like what we stand on is that like the people that you're kind of what you're coming to see now literally in six months to a year they're gonna be on a different stage in a bigger space so like you're literally seeing them before they blow mm-hmm. and every year that has happened right nice. so last year you know we had Daniel Ponder who was one of who's one of our performers last year just just to make she was on Seth Meyers, you know, she's on, she's on these, these, these huge tours. She has a, she has a billboard in Times Square. She's from Rochester, New York. She just was on our stage last year. You know, you got Jay Skis, obviously, who's, 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 with, who's with drum work, right? The, you know, and that's just, I'm just picking up something like the, the, the mm-hmm. like we had Benny the Butcher in 2018, just six months after that's when he signed the Rock Nation, Rock Nation deal. Um, Vizella Joy is one of our artists one year. Um, and then a few months, not even like six months after that, you know, she had the infamous, uh, Beyonce Coachella performance where she opened up the show and mm-hmm. she's been Beyonce's drummer for the last you know ten, almost 10 years right. you know yet um, Zuri Appleby and you know she's been on a number of different national tours um, but more even more recently with Lizzo you know mm-hmm. she's opened up several of those <coughs> several of those performances you know um, you know um, so you have so when you see like I just saw this just like here, like last year in Buffalo. So like, mm-hmm. and that's just like skimming the top. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about the Eric Van Holens or the Miller of the Sinners. We're not talking about the Billy Escos. We're not talking about the the, the, the Don't Watch TV. You know, True mm-hmm. V, where you know he's working with ASAP Rocky and and and, and World. you know, so like you know, just that type of like element. Like so, like you're coming to see. You're not coming to see a talent. So you're coming to see actual talent Word. that like that you actually going. Oh, okay. Like I'm coming to see like okay, he up. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, yeah, we could do like the, it us bringing this big act, right? Then we take away from everything. Now it becomes the, the whatever shit, the whatever concert and not both flow, right? Yeah. I want it to be about both flow where like, you're going to catch the next, the next wave. This is the next wave right here. Um, and that's just saying like these 25 acts, but like this is a re- representation of what's, what's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I truly believe like where Buffalo's at, where it's, where it's resurgence, it's like, Yo, like, real talk, like, yo, we the new Motown, you know. Um, <clears throat> when you look across the, when you look across the landscape, 
of the variety and genres that we have just here regionally, right? You can touch any genre of music regionally and you can pluck from indie, from alternative, from rock and roll, from country to jazz, to hip hop, to rap, to gospel. You can literally pluck mm -hmm. anybody out. Yep. And you can match them against any other body talent-wise, it's, it's gonna go crazy. And just seeing where the doors are being opened in different, different sectors and the eyes and attention that's on here, Man, in, in due time, you got to think, what was Detroit before? Detroit was just industrial mm -hmm. city, just like we were, mm -hmm. you know? So, and it peeled off, and now you had all these different people traveling to Detroit to want to knock on that Motown door, Thanks. you know? Yeah, man. Now yeah. you put that, you put that beautifully. Well, one thing, too, you you picked, a, uh, like, a historical location to, to have this festival. Can you speak on what made you pick that location, and is, is it, you're on the board, or...? <laughs> The Grand Terminal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah can, you speak on, can you speak on picking that location and how, like, you became a part of the board? Yeah, so um, everything works in, like, a divine connection and all, like, full circle. So um, for the first four years, we actually had a silo, a silo city. Um, mm -hmm. So being at Silo City is historical in itself, right? So Silo City and also at the Terminal are two pillars to... Um, Buffalo's quote unquote heyday, right? When Buffalo was booming back in the early 1900s to the mid to the mid 1900s, Silo City and Central Terminal had a huge part into that, right? Nice. Those two historical places, those two places, if you just put them by themselves, is the reason why Buffalo what it was back then. Just those two places. Sixth biggest city in the nation. <laughs> Sixth biggest city in the nation, right? So, just those two in itself. So, um, with that being said, so you know when we was at Silo, uh, Silo City. Um, I was actually doing a community presentation of, uh, of a culture center at UB on the east side of Buffalo, football flow. And I'm doing it in front of like, a room full of community stakeholders. And a gentleman by the name of Kyle uh, Stampowski stands up and says, have you ever thought about bringing Buffalo to the central terminal? I was taken back. Mm -hmm. And the whole room was like, like you just felt the room with a, like gas. He just asked, like, I'm like, I was like, I was like stunned, like, yeah. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So that happened, this is now, that happens like almost three years ago. This is 2019, he did that. So we started having conversations in 2019 about bringing it to the Central Terminal. Um, so we were gonna do the 2019, I'm gonna finish out the 2019 year at Silo City. And we were thinking about doing 2020 at a terminal, but then COVID was happening. So, we, but we at the same time I still was having a great, this great relationship with, with, with Silo City. Uh, but I thought it would also be really great to do year five at this new space, right? Because we were already at year three at that at that point in time. So, um, which all worked out because now Silo City is going through this whole re redevelopment that's happening down there mm -hmm. um, at Silo City. Which you know uh, we had some intricate parts with that. Fire was like you know giving some ideas in regards to that. Fire is the artist and music side of things. Um, so going with the, with the terminal, the biggest thing, like, so the, the, the contrast to is that you have this event that's promoting the resurgence of artists and music and culture from this area, and the backdrop is this historical staple um, that was at that time. So like you have these two contracts, like this historical statement, and at the same time, we're making history. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Bowflow is the first event of its kind to ever be held at the Central Terminal. From the time of his the time of his erection in 1928 to 2022, there's never been an event of its kind held at the terminal, 
on his grounds. Um, so that's historical in, 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 in his own right. Um, and it's crazy because, like, I actually was going through um, a box of, like, photos. Like, you know, we don't do photos no more. You remember your mom used to do mm-hmm. polar photos and now mm-hmm. she has a whole photo album? I was going through some photos and it was a picture just of the central terminal itself in the box of photos. That's crazy. Yeah, that you know was, what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy up. to see that. Just that, it was just the terminal. And then now I have this picture. I was doing, I think I was doing uh, uh, some type of media. And I've, now I'm standing in that same exact spot where that picture was taken from the terminal behind me. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Dope. Yeah. So how, how'd you end up sitting on the board? So that just came just, just, just building relationships with them. Um, so I'm part of the branded and marketing committee with the board. Uh, so they took a lot into... Um, you know, uh, my viewpoints and my insight onto, you know, the community, um, being engaged with that, um, also being engaged, you know, culturally activated, um, and to just like, you know, just having this, this new energy, this new spirit, so they really took really well into it, and um, that was just really how the invitation happened. Do you have any joints that you want to do? I did. Um, Keep it like, like, one or, like one or two. Yeah, I got you. All right, so... First thing I want to touch upon, because we earlier in the conversation, you was talking about like how you play all the sports, right? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned golf, and it was just crazy, because just earlier today, I was talking to somebody about the saying, if you want to cut a deal, you know, you need to learn how to play golf. Right. So my question to you is, have you ever been able to cut a deal by playing a game of golf? No, nah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to know, because I'm like, all this stuff you're doing, I'm like, this man play golf. <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> not, yet. not yet. Not yet. I used to hear that. Do you think that's still true? Yeah, it's, 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 still, it's, still, it's still true. It's still true. Um, <clears throat> but I will say this is that you have to be able to, and, 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 and the same is like, and it is true, like the money, the money is made at the golf course. You got to think about who are at the golf courses, right? Yep. Um, and who has time to be at the golf courses, mm-hmm. right? Your average nine to five worker is not going to be at the golf course. He, he got to be at the office. Yeah. The decision maker is going to be at the golf course because he can sit back and people are reporting to him. So, that's why those type of people are, are being had. But also at the same time, everything can be done over drink, over lunch, over coffee, whatever have you. It's just about how you, um, your, like people say the coin saying like your network is your network. That's true. It is true, right? But it's, it's how you work it. Mm-hmm. And it's how you work, you know, how you put, I think, stop here. You have to be genuine and authentic whatever you do. And once you become genuine and authentic whatever you do, then those partnerships and those people that's, that's around, it's, it's going to just naturally pull to you. Right. Right, you know, um, and then you will get invited to those spaces. You're going to get invited to the Buffalo Club. You're going to get, inv- you know, been, you know, been, mm-hmm. been invited to those spaces. You're going to get invited to the golf course. You're going to get invited to the dinners. You're going to get invited to the galas. You're going to get invited to those spaces to then nurture that relationship with them, you know, and, yeah. and, that, and that's how it happens. Yeah. All right. So only, only two more right now. Yeah. So good. you yeah. talked about um, coaching the youth, right? Earlier, I was just telling Nelson, like, I work with students in our university. They like 18, 19, so they're a little different. They're a little right. out their ways already. What's an important characteristic you need to have to really work with the youth? Because today, you know, they're they a little different from, <laughs> yeah. you know, who we, where we was. Yeah, the, the biggest thing is like, well, you got to be patient. I know you're gonna say. Yeah. yeah. You got to be patient. You got you to gotta be patient because, like, these kids is different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got three daughters, and, and, and but these kids is different. Like, like I was saying, like, earlier, like, they don't be outside. 
Just right. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, just, just like, just like they social dynamic is just off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like how they how they maneuver in public and how they interact in public. They just just, just off because they don't be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you got to think about it, like now like they got reprogrammed again. Yeah. They sat down for two years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like now they got reprogrammed again to sit down for two years. So now you're like, damn, like now you got to get them out of like that programming. So now that's a whole fight. And then. Really, it's not even the kids; it's their damn parents. So, it's, yeah. it's, it's, so it's it's, it's 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 the parents. Like, and I, I jokingly say this: I love all my parents, right? That I that I do it. Um, is that it's somewhere between? I want to say like forty-eight and like fifty-six. Them parents is different. <laughs> Somewhere between there. Yes, man. They, they different. They different. Um, Cause I just like my parents aren't, aren't old, but like I grew up where like you was in fear that your mom might say something to my mom about how we was cutting up, right? Yeah. Um, I might be in fear of your mom saying something to me about how we was cutting up, just as much as if my parent was to say mm-hmm. something to you. Right, it was just that level of respect and, and and so forth like that. Parents now is like, why did you say something to my kid? What did my kid do? My kid ain't do nothing wrong. Like it's like this defense mechanism. It's like not at taking your not taking accountability for certain things. Right. This um, what's the word I'm looking for? This um, entitlement that they give a lot of the kids now. Like this sense of entitlement. Like my kid deserves to be playing. My kid deserves to be in this room. Did your kid earn the right to be? You know, and a lot of it, I think, comes from, like, where parents haven't necessarily been able to do that themselves, so they're trying to live, some of them try to live vicariously through right, their kids. children. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that age of that parent of, the age of that, uh, those elders with accountability, uh, with discipline, um, with correction from others has, has fallen to the wayside big time. It's like, as a parent, like, you be sometimes shook to, like, say something to your kid because you don't know. If somebody overhear you, you might have CPS knocking at your door. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I think you have that where you have that, that balance. You got to be patient. You got to understand the parents, how to maneuver around them. And then, like, just the reprogramming of, of, of it all. Like, these kids are smart. They're smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, on a different level, like, technology and, 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 and marketing. Like, my nephew, like, he... Uh, he knows how to like break your break your iPhone down and build it back up. He's nine years old. You know what I'm saying? And my, my, my daughter has been owning her own business since she's been five years old and knows how she went like and I did nothing like just say like, you gotta figure this out and she's figuring it all out, you know, along the way. So like they know how to like get to it. Mm-hmm. You know, far as like they have Google and social media in front of them. You know what I'm saying? We have psychopedias. Yeah, man, that's right. That's it. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh is there anything else you wanna anything you wanna tap in on? I'm good. I'm good. You just give the uh, details for the festival just one last time before we wrap up. Yeah. All right. So I got to get in that. <laughs> Sunday, August 28th, Bowflow Music and Arts Festival. It's going down Buffalo Central Terminal. You can get your tickets right now, your pre-sale tickets. You get your single ticket or you can get the herd pack. The herd pack is buy three, get one free. Right? So that's going down right now for your families or you get the single ticket. You can't purchase at the gate, but it's only going to be a limited amount. Um, and the pre-sale tickets is almost sold out, so you can go to mabowflowmusicarts.com or Ticket Taylor. Appreciate and also, it. I forgot to mention, we have a whole weekend. It's a whole week. It's not just a festival. Thursday's the comedy show. 
uh, Laugh a Little Comedy Show featuring Terry King, Yolanda Smiles, Rima Marine, Gary Wallace. Friday, we're doing a happy hour at the Rose Bar with friends in hey. partnership with, 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 uh, in partnership with uh, Creative Mornings Buffalo. Saturday is our softball classic. Uh, my team versus my boy Berto team. We have our VIP reception later, which are honoring several um, community members, Kelly Atkinson, Daniel Roberts, the Kyrie Singletary, and the Wadjet family, along with our high school scholarship recipients. That's at Seneca One, and the Sunday's the big dance, a big celebration, the big dance at, at the Central Terminal. Yes, sir. You haven't been to the Rose Bar yet? Go check that out. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Shout out Lisa and Chris. Yes, sir. Appreciate you pulling up, bro. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all, fellas. Yeah. No label to pop. We out. Peace. Holy